Okay, hi. Welcome to Aristotle Asparagus. I'm Aristotle Asparagus. This is Aristotle Asparagus. We had to redo the intro here. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, we haven't had a guest in a few weeks, but we finally have another guest. You know from AP Bio. Uh, please welcome Charlie McCracken. How's it going, Charlie? Good. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, uh, thank, thanks so much for coming on. Now, uh, I want to get into the... You, you work on AP Bio. You haven't left it, right? That's correct. We just wrapped season four. Ah, okay. Can you answer the question I was about to ask? Because uh, last time I had, I you're not the first AP Bio writer I've had on. I also had uh, Dominic Carey, but he told me he's that the fourth season is the first season where he's not working on it. Yes, that's right. He moved on from us. Yeah, but uh, he's kind of like a, he's kind of like a traveling writer. Uh, he mean, certainly is. He's so experienced, and he's worked on so many different shows, uh, and he has so many things working at the same time. It's hard to ever say that he works at one particular place. Yeah. Uh, well, um, is, is AP Bio season four going to be eight episodes, like season three? Yes, uh, it is. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, and, and I wonder. I, I wasn't. I didn't own Peacock when season three came out. Did that? Was that all released on one day, like Netflix originals, or did they come out by week? It released all episodes at once. Okay. Uh, I know usually streaming services that have eight episode seasons do that. But I know Archer has been doing a lot of uh, like has been doing eight episode seasons recently, and it still airs them weekly. Uh, yeah, we were originally. Uh, supposed to have uh, 10 episodes for season four i'm sorry for season three we were shut down at the beginning of the pandemic from shooting our final two episodes so those oh. moved on to season four uh, and we've uh, we just produced six original episodes for this season so are there uh, going to be two lost episodes every season until they can like agree to do 10 episodes a season no, I, you know, I'm not sure why they decided to do another eight rather than go back up to the ten. I'm not in those discussions, but uh, you know, it seems like television seasons are getting smaller and smaller, especially for comedies. Yeah, uh, and, and speaking of Archer, one funny thing that happened earlier today: one of the people who's on this uh, recording, who's going to be doing a character later, uh, he actually did the thing, the voicemail prank on me from Archer in real life. Uh Oh, what's the voicemail prank on Archer? I'm not uh, familiar with it. Um, Archer is always like like setting his voicemails so like it kind of it makes it seem like he's actually picked up and having a yeah. conversation. Oh, and sure. Yeah, they're very they're very elaborate. Voicemail, beat it. Uh, one of the people here actually did that to me. Yeah, I gotcha. Actually, I actually fell for it. Oh, so you have a prankster? That's nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. I, I also consider myself a prankster. Earlier in like a class I was doing earlier today, I had the t the teacher play uh, Haydn's Ninety Fourth Symphony, which kind of has a jump scare. It didn't really scare anybody, but he actually knew it and was in on it. So, but it's still that's one of the highest class pranks I've ever heard of in my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, the highest class prank Probably was when Haydn mean. composed it and scared his orchestra. Uh, yes, how foolish of me to forget. Yeah. Uh, of course, like, all those classy composers from then weren't, did have their non-classy side. I mean, Mozart literally made a piece titled, translated to English, Lick Me in the Arse, so they're not all that high. <laughs> 
Well, you know, they they get a lot of credit, I guess. We didn't know that they were down and dirty trash talkers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, um, I believe you you also uh worked on uh Magic Tavern podcast. Oh yeah, I've guested on that a few times. Yeah, uh, I've actually had Adel Rafai on before. Uh, and, and oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, he, he improvised a lot of things and did it really well. Uh, and I kind of noticed that I haven't listened to much of it, but I kind of noticed how like I, I indirectly was inspired by it before I even listened to it. Uh, oh, really? Just sort of the format of the show? Yeah. Basically. Great. Yeah, those guys are fantastic. They really, uh, Arnie has always had a, he was one of the first people I have ever heard of that made a podcast. Uh, he had to explain to me what they were. He did one that was called Stupid Nerd a very long time ago, where he was just, he had people come in and tell him about different nerdy topics that he was too lazy to find out about himself. Oh, uh, and so I got to do like a whole episode about the Hulk in comics and things like that, uh, which was oh, a lot of fun. Nice, fun. And then he also did one where he made up a, it was a fake fan podcast about a, a mystery show that he made up oh geez that's elaborate yeah it was very complicated it's called mystery cove i think uh, yeah uh I, I i that kind of sounds similar to it while i did notice how much how similar mine was to magic tavern most of my in, inspiration for the show comes from comedy bang bang uh originally the podcast but we were getting into the tv series I think there was like one episode with Dane Cook, and there was like this entire cast from this show, and it turned out like it was all fake. I think it was like a scam thing, kind of, kind of some similar to that. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, have you watched? Do you, have you watched any of the comedy Bang Bang TV series, Charlie? I've seen a handful of them for sure. Yeah, uh, I so a Reddit user gave me access to this uh, mega folder like full of every episode. Oh, that's fun. You can also find them on Daily Motion, but they have like several unskippable 90-second ads, low uh, low video quality, and there are several points where the audio just straight up cuts out. Oh, are they taken off streaming? They don't stream anywhere? Uh, well, they stream on Amazon Prime, I think, but I I'd rather just do the illegal stuff than that. <laughs> There's that mischievousness again. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, I... I, I yeah, it used to be on Netflix, but uh, Netflix is like the fox of streaming services, considering how it takes stuff off of it so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 I think AP Bio is glad it got a home on Peacock. Well, it really changed the the tone a little bit. We were allowed to be, we just said we were going to be at least 10% stranger. Yeah. Um, in the in that third season and that was fun when we first started putting it together there wasn't a lot of like all of peacock wasn't uh put together yet there we weren't really sure who we were reporting to or who we were sending scripts to so we weren't getting notes uh for the first part of the season and they just sort of oh, trusted yeah. us to to write our our show oh man that's kind of that sounds like a kind of hit or miss type of situation yeah but yeah and then when, you know, when we did get contact, they, they gave us a lot of support and, um, you know, they, they wanted to, to reinvest in, you know, what was successful about the show uh, and get out of the, the sort of the broadcast trappings that we had been put into when we were on uh, NBC. 
Yeah, um, uh, I, I believe I was, uh, maybe I'm not remembering this right, but I believe I was listening to an episode of Comedy Bang Bang that had Michael Bryan, Mary Stone, and Patton Oswalt on it all together. Uh, and they were discussing, I think, the fact that your character was supposed to be for someone else to play, but you just were at a table read and aced it so well you got the part. Is that correct? Yeah, Mike and I are old friends from Chicago, and we uh, we used to you know do improv together there uh, in the early two thousands. And when he was taking this to uh, the table read, when it was uh, going to pilot. Uh, he just asked a few of us to come in and read some character voices for some of the uncast characters. And I, I did Dan Decker and this coach character. Uh, and that had been uncast. I think they were looking for like an older sort of, uh, uh, you know, uh, 50s, 60s year old uh, gym mm. teacher to play that role. Uh, but they liked my voice, they liked the character that I brought with it. Uh, and they hired me from that table read uh, to be in the pilot. And then once it got picked up to series, they staffed me as a writer as well. Wait, Dan Decker, like, you were, they didn't have you in mind to play the character. Right? No, just at the table read, since they haven't, uh, they hadn't cast uh, the students yet. Uh, they just had a few of, uh, a few actors in there to read the different voices. So no, I did not, I was not in consideration for Dan Decker. Although I think I could pull that off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of the people who do play the, the students are actually in their late 20s, so. Yeah, I mean, that is so much, that has to be, uh, it makes it so much easier to shoot because if you're under 18, uh, we have a whole different set of laws uh, regarding yeah. how many hours you can work during a day uh, unless you're like emancipated. So it becomes a different deal. So we get, you know, young looking actors who can play that age and uh, still act well yeah uh and uh so um i know that uh that uh sorry <laughs> i'm kind of getting a little blanky here but uh yeah when did you uh when did product when did they start when did the idea for ap bio come up so when mike left saturday night live um, I think it was 2014 or something like that, maybe his last season. He was moving to L.A. That was the same time I was moving to L.A. with my family from Chicago. Uh, and I think he wrote two or three different pilot scripts that he started to take out. Uh, and AP Bio just got some traction. It was the one, I think he said it was the one he didn't have much faith in uh, of the three that he wrote. But that was the one that, that got a lot of interest. Uh, and... Uh, I got to read an early version of the script and give some notes on that. Uh, uh, so I got to, you know, be included in that process early on, which is really fun. Uh, and then it sort of just kept on going. He was involved with Broadway Video, which is Lauren Michaels' production company. Uh, and some of the great folks there really uh, connected him along with Seth Meyers and Mike Shoemaker. Yeah. Uh, they all sort of came together to put this this thing together. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think I saw on uh, someone's Instagram page that AP Bio Season 4 will feature a guest star from Bruce Campbell, I believe. Yes, that was very excited casting, yeah. as far as I saw. Are, are there any other planned guest stars, or is that, or they're not, or is that like confidential or something? 
Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I should have even confirmed that Bruce Campbell is on an episode. Uh, but yeah, hot scoop. Um, yeah, I think you know we have we try to stay away from stunt casting as much as we can, uh, especially now that we are not on broadcast. That was very much a thing that was of interest when you were airing an episode each week, and you're looking at those sorts of um, those numbers of viewers. Uh, you're often looking for how do we get someone who can advertise their appearance. Uh, but now uh, that we're streaming, we're able to just to look for what actors would select role. Yeah. Um, I'll get right back to you, Charlie. But can I ask where's that noise coming from? I don't know. What is that noise? Yeah. As long as it doesn't keep uh, going. Uh, yeah. What What I do appreciate about AP Bio is how it doesn't entirely rely on on like famous faces. Uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, yeah, it does have the guy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and Patton Oswalt, of course, but it, it doesn't, it, it relies on getting new people and not just old, already famous people to do it. Uh, yeah, some of the biggest delights I've had is, is seeing people who are in the comedy scene from Chicago and LA and, and from New York as well, but um, over the years that I've known for so long, but haven't gotten to see on TV. Uh, getting to do work like I've never been able to work with uh, Gene Villapique or Mary Stone uh, in this way before even though we all knew each other back in Chicago and then getting to work with new people like Lyric Lewis who I didn't know before she's from the Groundlings out here in LA uh, it's been really great to, to sort of bring all those different groups together yeah I, I mean some of these people well, well they're not big names uh, they have been in stuff before. I believe David Wall, Jean Villapique was David Wallace's wife on The Office. Uh, what did you think about that? But it's true. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, but is, is AP Bio your first acting role? Yeah, absolutely. I was, I always considered myself to be more of a writer or I did a lot of live performance of comedy. Um, and uh, I, I spent a lot of, I spent like eight years as a, an advertising and marketing copywriter. So I always thought of myself as more of a writer. Uh, being able to act is, is uh, a treat. Mm, yeah. An unexpected yeah, yeah. surprise. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 on this podcast, of course, I haven't had any actual writing or acting roles. But I mean, I, I do kind of act when I like, interview and stuff, but also I don't write it because it's an improvised thing. So, uh, so I guess I'm, I'm kind of both and neither. Well, improvising is a lot of writing. Uh, it's very similar. Uh, it's just you don't have the physical proof of what you've uh, accomplished when yeah, you're done. But you. oh. well, you're recording it, so you do. Yeah, yeah. I well, it's only like half improvised. A lot of like when I have people play characters on the show, I do have to give them information about who they're playing. They're not going to create the character or even create the details, but they go on from the details. Yeah, you give them a framework. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, are, 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 is Magic Tavern or those characters completely improvised when they make their debuts? Yeah, pretty much. Um... What normally happens, uh, I think Arnie will uh, send me an email saying, you know, these are the types of characters that we're looking for. He uh, and he's, uh, and sometimes he'll say, you know, I am specifically looking for 
something in this area of like a warrior or uh, this or that. Uh, and but he really lets people come in with whatever ideas they have. And for Spintax, though, that was a character that was referenced just by name that Matt Young uh, named as Usador the Blue. He mentioned him as a rival wizard, and I specifically got in touch with Arnie and asked if I could be Spintax the Green. Ah, yeah. No. So, yeah, th that's definitely very uh, cool, cool that these are mostly improvised characters. And, and it just kind of makes me a little mad at myself because I've had several comedy Bang Bang guests on in the past. I never thought to ask them about if the characters are planned out beforehand. I really yeah, you know, it seems like if you when you listen to that show, you can hear that sometimes people bring you know lists of jokes along with them, yeah. and sometimes yeah. people are really just improvising off the cuff. So I'm sure it's a variety. You know, it's a wide range. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure sometimes it can be a little stressful when they're in the room, and but I mean, the, the only time it's really super stressful is when they have to. Uh, do those do like the live tours yeah uh, i would assume so that, that's what they occasionally do is like they're in a location across the world like maybe even like somewhere in australia or something and they're doing like a live performance in front of a massive audience right you always have the the possibility that you you, you may uh chill the room you may not uh, it may not oh. go over well yeah oh man that's, that's <laughs> one of the things that i fear as like for people who are in comedy, like, what if your joke just doesn't do as good as you think it's gonna do? Yeah. Well, it happens. You have to. You have to survive it, and also, you know, remembering that you're you're there to to not you know you're not there to succeed necessarily. You're there to work on a thing. You know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But if you're if you sell tickets for someone to come see you do a podcast, oh. it better be entertaining. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I don't think Scott Ackerman, the host of Comedy Bang Bang, has ever done any late night interviews. The only thing I, I, I tried looking that up and I can only find like a CNBC, I think, thing where he was talking about how he had like sold out like venues in his own TV show and how if you mention to a lot of people, like if they know who Scott Ackerman is, they're not going to say yes. And how like he's kind of just like both super famous but also unknown. At the same time, sure, it is. He's uh, very well known within a, a sort of insulated community, I suppose, yeah. of comedians. Yeah, I think I read something on Twitter where someone talked about like how some person got like a lot of backlash because there like a bunch of people were making jokes about Travis Scott's name, and somebody in jest also said "hot saucerman" or something, <laughs> and then people got mad. I doubt it really happened, but. Hopefully, it did. well, well, not not the part about him people being rude to this person for saying it. I hope he did say sa hot saucer man. Uh, over, yeah, I, I know that you you do work with Michael Bryan. You say you're friends with him. I know. In addition to writing for one season, he was a uh, he was a cast member on SNL, and it was like the season where they hired like five new ones, uh, and like two only two of them stayed or six new ones i think uh maybe uh and i'd say actually uh michael bryan doesn't didn't seem like someone who deserved to have to go back to the writer's room i mean I, maybe by choice i'm not sure but he probably could have been like the third the 
third amigo to Beck and Kyle. I think. Oh, I suppose. I you know I never. I don't really know the details of that. But uh, yeah, he was a featured player for that one season, and he did a lot of those uh, the short films. You know, he worked with Oz Rodriguez uh, and uh, his partner Matt to do a lot of these uh, these really fun and, to me, sort of iconic uh, short films. Uh, the Jay Z story and the um, set the Rent a Monster or whatever that one was. Some of those were so funny, oh, but um, um, and uh, so he was really found his niche in, in those things uh, for sure. Those short films and those were always. Uh, were his sensibility, those sorts of really cinematic type of sketches. Yeah, if I was on SNL, I'd kind of want to, I probably wouldn't want to be just a writer, and I probably wouldn't want to be, like, just a cast member. I'd want to be the people who serves as both. So, like, it would be way too scary to improvise, like, everything on stage live, but it would be cooler to, to create all of my own dialogue and sketches and stuff. Well, you know, I don't think any of that sort of work is going to be not stressful. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, well, I mean, I wouldn't say it, it's less stressful to have to improvise something on stage live and more outright terrifying. It's just stressful to write your jokes and stuff. That's only just stressful, yeah. not outright terrifying. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like for me, I'm kind of the opposite. I kind of like the um improvising even if you know there's a chance of me messing up personally because i i'm not good at memorizing things it takes me so long well, i couldn't do it yeah i also do like improvising but keep in mind i don't th th this thing isn't live and yeah i, I know sometimes, well, sometimes i get emails from the app that i record this on talking about you should try a live episode one i don't know how to do that two no <laughs> It is a different, it is a whole different experience. Even coming out as an improviser and performing in front of uh, a crowd is different than coming out and doing stand-up and talking directly to the crowd. Uh, those are whole different experiences and different sort of transmissions of energy between a performer and an audience. Uh, and, you know, I could spend, uh, you know, all day improvising with a group and not feel a, a bit of nervousness and to come out and do stand-up uh, sometimes it will make my heart beat a little bit faster. It's a whole different animal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I know there have been some incidents, like, it, it, it can get a little dark behind the scenes at SNL. Like, I think, like, Bill Hader had a panic attack, and Daryl Hammond has gone through a lot of stuff. So maybe it would be best to do something else, like start my own sketch comedy thing would be cooler. But... Yeah, I always think if I, you know, if I had gotten my dream in my early 20s of being on Saturday Night Live when I wanted to be the next Chris Farley, if I had gotten that wish, I may have been the next Chris Farley. Like, you know, I would have uh, gotten caught. I was not healthy enough at that time to withstand the rigors of the SNL schedule. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. And Yeah, I mean, it's entirely possible that uh, Chris Farley may have not really been able to handle that a lot and... That's kind of why it all ended so terribly. I, but let, we, we don't need to get into stuff that dark. This is a comedy podcast, so. Uh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, 
Definitely, uh, it would be kind of scary, especially if you're like doing in one of those episodes, like like if you were in the episode where Trump hosted, it must have been pretty terrifying to do it right near this guy who could, could become the next president, and that's what we thought when we thought it was just could back when he hosted. Yeah, I mean, I think from what I've heard of the cast members who worked there, the writers and cast, like, it seemed... That experience seemed to prove to them that it was impossible that he could ever be elected, uh, and they were that much more shocked when he was. Yeah, but I mean, I don't. I think he's the only person to ever be president that's hosted. But I believe there have been cameos from other presidents, like Obama pre-presidency. I think George H. W. Bush post-presidency. I think that's it. Oh, sure. Oh, he must have come on with Dana Carvey. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I think the re- uh, Obama didn't come on with the person impersonating him because I think when that when he appeared, it was when uh, Fred Armisen was impersonating him. That's something we do not need to talk about. In fact, I'd rather be talking about Chris Farley's tragic life than talk about Fred Armisen. <laughs> that was an interesting choice. Yeah, uh, but but yeah, it, it 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 was just embarrassing. I mean, yes, Keenan Thompson may not really look like Obama, but they could have just gotten him until they could find Jay Farrow. Sure. I mean, they did, hold, an, hold an audition. They didn't need to. And I think Jordan Peele actually tried, they tried to get Jordan Peele to do it because he has a very good Obama impression, but yes. it was unsuccessful. And I think they, they probably felt like they should have tried much harder to get him when they saw the real Obama and Key and Key doing one of the Obama Key and Peele the correspondence. You know. Oh man! Yeah, I think Jordan Peele made the right choice. Yeah, uh, and yeah, I think uh, he. But uh, I know now. Uh, I, I assume he probably would have hosted by now, but I don't think that's going to happen, considering how he's been putting off acting. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad they got key, got Key to host. Uh, finally, they finally got a Mad TV cast member to host. I see the first Mad TV cast member to ever host. Yep. However, Taryn, oh wow, Taryn Killam and Jeff Richards were both were cast members on both shows, and that's kind of more of an honor if you think about it. So I guess. Uh, so yeah, but yeah, Keegan Michael Key was the first Mad TV cast member to host the show, uh, and. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, some people have talked about how they should maybe try focusing on getting some, like, maybe not get, like, the super A-list people to host every single time. Uh, tr- try to get some mo- some comedians and stuff and, and stuff who aren't as big, but still big enough. Yeah, they've always, they always have that balance between the guests, the uh, hosts that draw an audience just because they're famous and the hosts that bring good comedy. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think like a Jason Manzukas hosting it would probably be pretty good. There's... That'd be fantastic comedy, but you could get then you'd get Giannis Antetokounmpo to come from the Bucks, <laughs> and uh, uh, he might get one iconic scene out of him. Uh, yeah. But the rest, he's not going to have a lot of range. Only one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, is there any other information you'd want to tell us about the fourth season of AP Bio? No, I mean, uh, check it out when it comes. If you have to get a free trial of the the premier 
level of Peacock to binge it all. There's only eight episodes, so you can probably do it in an evening. Yeah. Uh, check it out. Leave it streaming in your house all the time so we get picked up for a fifth season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, also, our, our Colin and uh, are Colin and Jay and Devin ever going to come back? Oh, uh, we talk about it all the time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you'll have to watch to find out. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, was there a reason that they left? Honestly, it was uh, some conflicts of casting. The the um, the actors who play the students are um, not. We're not contracted throughout the entire season. They're hired per episode. So oh. we never, unless we were using them in an episode and we're hiring them, we didn't know if we were to have them. So there'll be some episodes where you'd see like Dan Decker's gone because Spence is off shooting All-American or something. Oh. He's just not in the classroom. We didn't have him that day. Mm-hmm. And between the first season and the second season, um, Tyler Albrizzi, who played Colin, uh, went and started working on Mr. Iglesias' house, that show on Netflix. Uh, and the schedule just didn't work for him to come back, so we had to recast uh, that seat. And something similar happened with Jacob McCarthy's character of Devin. Uh, and so we were like, do we have to explain this? We Do we have to just put new students in there? What do we do? And we opted with just creating two new students. Yeah. Uh, wow, okay. Well, uh, this um, what, what, what I do on this po- podcast is I record the recordings, and while the recordings can go up to two hours, the recordings of the recordings can only go up to half an hour, but I can do another one. However, the first one is about to finish. Uh-huh. I got to start a new recording, and uh, soon we'll be here with a basketball player and a British monarch. So stick around for that, listeners. <laughs> go. And we are back. We're still here with Charlie McCracken, and uh, we should probably get to our next guests. Uh, we have uh, a basketball player. And a British monarch, please welcome LeBron James and William the Conqueror for some reason. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, LeBron James and William the Conqueror. Wow, I have a lot of questions for both of you guys. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, um, am I supposed to go first? or? Well, I, I, I should probably explain to Charlie what's going on in the Aristotle Asparagus universe. Because we were kind of in the okay. Earth, okay. we were in the regular real world universe during that interview. So, okay, okay. What's going on over here is that uh, do you remember Crazy Frog, Charlie? No. You don't remember that like song that was like the the at the Beverly Hills Cop theme, but with the frog saying "Bing Bing." <laughs> no, I don't. It has like a billion views on YouTube. <laughs> it was a fictional, Sorry. a fictional music. Uh, okay. Man, and, there's some people out there who don't know LeBron James, man. I, I know it's just so. <laughs> no, it's about Crazy Frog. His version of We Are the Champions on YouTube has more views than Queen's version. And this is actually part of the real world. This isn't even made up. Okay. But the rest okay. of what I'm going to go over is made up, mostly. Uh, but yeah, Crazy Frog was doing that along with, with some other animated musicians. Uh, he was all doing that to hide his plan to buy out the country of America and make it a corporate dictatorship under his company AdCorp. And he recently has done that. 
And we recently had a selection of he, all, all of the previous U.S. Biden administration politicians are gone and they can't come back, but they're living their best lives now. Uh, and uh, we, we just recently had the had selected the new uh, Supreme Court justices, one of which is LeBron James, who's uh, who's a vice justice who fills in for him when he's unavailable is William the Conqueror. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you seem to have, you seem like you want to ask Mr. James some questions. So just go ahead. Well, uh, how are you, uh, doing your honor? First of all, I want to respect your, your title. Uh, uh I appreciate and, it. I appreciate it. Uh, and, uh, congratulate you on, uh, the release of your film space jam. Yes. Space yes. Jam? Um, Man, I, I'm so honored. You know, it's so amazing to be able to be on the screen with some monumental uh, animated characters. How do you find the time to do all of this? You know, uh, I, 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 don't, I, can't even, I, don't, I can't even form the words because for the most part, I'm just always on a grind, you know, even, even with dealing with my son and his basketball career, I'm still, you know, moving forward and trying. Um, I think you cut out there, LeBron. Yes. Whoa, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, you faded away on that answer there. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry. I, I'm, I was just saying at the end that I, I'm doing my best to make the best moves possible to, you know, just bolster my career outside of basketball. Well, that's actually code for I. Th th he's actually saying that he has extreme super speed and that every nanosecond he switches between filming Space Jam, working as a, as a justice, and playing basketball. So he's all doing oh, He's doing it basically at once. It's not actually at once, but it feels like it. So simultaneously, like he'll get part of a syllable out on set at Space Jam, and then he runs over uh, and and maybe stamps a, a law paper and then runs back and finishes yep. that word yep. on Space yep. Jam? Well, yep. yeah, but the thing is, it doesn't feel like he actually left and came back. It feels like he's been there it's, the whole time. It, it's so fast that it's like I'm making clones of myself. You know, it's just uh, it's an interesting process. Yeah, uh, what, yeah, Charlie, do you know the show American Dad? Uh, yes, I've heard of that. Well, yeah, yeah, there's a character, Roger, who's the alien who, like, gets around in the world without being seen as an alien through these costumes where he has, like, hey. 80 billion personas or something. And they uh -huh. show him having extreme super speed, similarly to Mr. James here. And what seems to be the case is that the reason why he can maintain all of these different personas is because he's constantly switching with a super speed. I see. So do you ever, uh, uh, King James, Your Honor, yes. do you ever show up to one of your roles, uh, say, like, uh, you know, teaching your son how to do a layup, uh, okay. and you find that one of your clones is already still there, hasn't left yet? Very so um, fast that you've caught up with yourself? Well, yes, there is sometimes where there's after images of myself because I'm that fast. But uh, for the most part, I, I I seem to get around that by just you know slowing down a tad bit. Yeah. Um. But what? Wait. Don't you see yourself because you have to make it look like you're leaving sometimes? Most definitely. But uh, it's it's a very um very um meticulous process because i have to make sure that i'm flashing in between the moments so it's a uh, very interesting so what are the what are like two of the other things you're doing right now so well uh, right now you know i'm filming 
uh, the uh, round, let's say, sixty uh, percent of Space Jam. I'm at the sixty percent mark, and you know, I'm just getting some lines out right now. Uh, you know, my son, you know, he's actually practicing right now with me. You know, and uh, I believe I'm also um, eating some cereal. I know it's you know later in the day, but I'm LeBron James, so uh, you know, you just. Anything. Wait, anyway, so you probably run to where it's morning and have a uh, socially acceptable bowl of cereal. You're right. You're right. You know, personally, I like uh, fruity pebbles, but you know, it's just me. Um, it looks like William the Conqueror is gonna. It like must be having some mic issues or something. But uh, y- you said you were filming Space Jam. Yes. Yes. I'm actually. Um. Well, it's not necessarily we're filming Space uh, Space Jam. It's more of we're going in and you know, having some extra scenes that, well, maybe didn't turn out the best, you know, just going in, you know, putting those in. Oh, oh it's reshoots. Yeah, reshoots, reshoots. Oh, okay, because yeah. for a second, I thought you might have been going so fast that you're living in the past. No, 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 no. Yeah. We're just going through reshoots right now and just, you know, finishing up some little tiny touches. Well, aren't, isn't there a court case you need to be presiding over? Yes, you're actually right. That's, but, you know, I, I can't. Uh, I can't do everything at once. Wait, actually, I can. Oh, I, wait, man, I forgot. Wait, wait. No. But also, if you're not available, what about? What, well, you are presiding over it now that you say you are. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, if if you can just do everything at once, why do you need a vice justice? Well, there is sometimes where I just don't want to be there. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I can't lie to you. You know, it's just I, I do so much and. I get bored, so eventually, you know, my vice justice he comes in and takes the spot when I when I just don't want to be there. Okay. Also, you, I'm sure you have to you have to let him do some of the work so that he can learn, right? He's like training. Most definitely, and you know, sometimes he'll you know sit and uh, you know help me with certain papers that I work on, certain cases, different things like that. Well, I have to say that this guy William the Conqueror looks like an aggressive guy. Yeah. Yes, um, he, is, he is. Speaking of that, um, William the Conqueror, can we hear you? I can hear you. Um. Okay. Well. Wow. See, that was pretty aggressive. Like well, you asked him a question, and he stated the opposite, but in an <laughs> affirmative way. Like that was aggressive. Well, He's well, looking uh, to top you. Okay. The, just, the thing is, William the Conqueror died like over like nine hundred years ago, I think. How are you here? Apparently, there's some spice travel from what I've seen. Well, spice travel. Okay. Um. Man. Uh, is Crazy Frog involved in this, William? Well, if it's someone that looks like a frog, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. You know, I have a really good skill with deducting what Crazy Frog has done, considering how much torture I've been subjected to by him. I've kind of learned. What I assume is, after buying out the U.S. and making it a corporate dictatorship, he tried to do okay. that with the U.K. as well. Uh, Boris okay. Johnson accepted, but the Queen didn't. So, in mm. order to find a loophole, he went back in time, stole William mm. the Conqueror's identity, uh, and mm. became the king himself. And just then recently revealed that he's been the been the ruler the whole time and has been switching into different Man. bodies of different monarchs. I mean, I mean, honestly, I feel like he could have just beat her in a basketball game, but hey, that's that's just me. 
Well, then, you know, LeBron, when your only tool is a hammer, all your problems look like nails. Yeah, that's at the end of the day. So, is it true that every single monarch has actually, it used to be multiple different people, but now it's just Crazy Frog using multiple different costumes over about a, a millennium? Well, I mean, all the important monarchs, I would, I would think so. Well, uh, I mean, LeBron James, are you just answering all of William's questions for him? I'm sorry, I'll tell you one thing about that frog. Yeah? That frog is an imposter. And England is rightfully, rightfully mine. Okay, well... I will um, get it back. Well, my deduction skills are also going to make me assume that he left you in this time period. That is true. Okay. So, uh, can I, let me ask, I want to betray my uh, ignorance here. From, like, how far back is does William go? Where, when, when did you come from, William? Like, maybe you didn't use a calendar like we did. Where do I come from? I come from England. Uh, time, time, I do not know. Uh, I do not follow was, time. He was born circa 1028 and died circa September 9th, 1087. Oh, right off the common era, I assume. Uh, uh, sure. Yeah. So we're like a Middle Ages, I see. Yeah. So, and yeah, so I guess Crazy Frog created the monarchy, as, and, and I guess now he must have just revealed himself to be Crazy Frog the whole time. Mm-hmm. People are going to think the, well, pe- people are going to, they won't know that now Queen Elizabeth never actually existed, and they're going to think that he must have taken on Queen Elizabeth's identity, and they're sort of going to start looking for the real Queen Elizabeth. I mean, wait until there's a, Netflix crime documentary about who impersonated Queen Elizabeth. Is she alive? Mm. Uh, thing is, I mean, if if you'd want to impersonate her, you'd probably have to get rid of her, and you can't get rid of Queen Elizabeth. She's obviously immortal. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I heard that she may be like a lizard person. Is that true? Well, she's a, well technically, she's a frog person because she only existed through impersonation by a frog. And she used to be just, she used to be a person person, but due to crazy frog changing time, she was a frog person for a while. Then she revealed herself to just be a frog. I see. I see. Now I have another question, and and uh, this may complicate things a little bit, and maybe it's a little off topic, but I'm really interested in history. And uh, William the Conqueror, when when you when you write something, uh, do you make the first letter on the page really really big? and ornate, and then all the rest of the words are just regular sized? Well, to be honest, uh, I do not know how to write. Uh, oh. I mostly have that done by my servants. This was a gotcha question. I've exposed you as uh, an illiterate fool, not capable, not qualified to lead England. Wait, this is a little I'll have your head for that. This is confusing because this isn't the first time Mr. the Conqueror has been in my show. He was on before he even got the job as Vice Justice. He had talked about how he actually wrote Puff the Magic Dragon and it was and the script was found by Peter Paul and Mary in the 1960s and they stole it. How could you have written that song if you can't write? He lied. Well, I had someone watch it for me. Uh, it, it came directly into my head. 
Okay. Um, oh, also, since you wrote it, can you tell us like the definitive, the definitive answer? Is it actually about weed? Uh, no, no. It is uh, about a legitimate dragon that I had a dream of when I was a child. Mm. My mother would read me stories of the great dragons that my grandfather conquered. Uh, um, but yes. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems what the AdCorp uh, p political system says in their rules is that there are no people who were previously politicians before AdCorp are allowed to be politicians during AdCorp. However, technically, monarchs don't count as politicians, so. And technically, this William was never actually a monarch, so I think we're good. Yeah, he's not. He's a, a conqueror, right? He's not William the politician. He's William the conqueror. Well, yeah. I mean, he yeah. was also king, but that was actually just crazy fraud in disguise, considering the time travel. Uh, well, I'm just noticing something now. I can actually remember the fact that there were real humans before Crazy Frog changed time? Is it because due to the disguises, it made it seem like he didn't screw with time? And due to the fact that the timeline has remained the same, the stuff that was different about the previous timeline is out in the open and we haven't forgotten about it? Who's that a question for? I have no idea. Uh, I don't know. With all we you know, I know every day I wake up with all this uh, crazy frog stuff going on, and I just assume that everyone I meet is crazy frog. Yeah, I mean, in addition to the and that I'm safe. In addition to the physical torture, uh, there's also a lot of psychological torture with that stuff, and and how he creates a bunch of ad bots that try to steal our data, and I don't mean our like phone data. I mean the data from our brain and use it to create replicas of us that spread their propaganda. Yeah, sometimes I'll be on the street and I'll be like, is that me going into the grocery store? Uh, and uh, sure enough, it'll be a replica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm worried that my neighbors are going to inform on me to Crazy Frog because maybe they are Crazy Frog. And then I'm like, well, maybe I'm Crazy Frog and maybe I should turn in my neighbors. <laughs> that sounds like a paradox. What, can you say the words, I am not an ad bot? I don't, I don't think so. You can't say the, that sentence? I'd prefer not to. Okay, because that's definitive proof that you're not Crazy Frog or an ad bot. That I can't say it? Well, if, if you can't say it, you probably are. Oh boy, I'm having trouble then. We're in a pickle. Uh, well, I might be an ad bot. I mean, it's very rare, but I have looked it up. There is some, I think there actually is this extremely rare condition that affects about one in a billion people where they cannot physically say those words. I think that's what, oh, okay, they, well. I think that's why they started saying, uh, boy, no, it's not, I, can you say I am an ad bot? I doubt it. Oh, well, actually, no, I think whatever, I think it's I am an ad bot that proves it, but I'm just saying there's a lot of physical and psychological torture under Crazy Frog's reign and how the new Supreme Court of Crazy Frog's America is secretly against him and they can't say that or else they'll be in trouble. And I want to know, do you have anything to say about this, uh, LeBron? Well, I mean, this sounds like, um, I'm not going to lie, it sounds like the people in facts, man. They, they don't, they just don't care about anything they don't care about anybody and yeah that's, that's my Wait, are you saying they don't care about our feelings at all and you're I, saying trust me like facts they don't care about your feelings 
Yeah, I promise you they don't care about your I, feelings I, at I all. I know what you're doing, Ben Shapiro. I know it's you. What are you, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm LeBron James. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Charlie, for for some context, last episode, Ben Shapiro, who's actually an ad bot created by AdCorp, the supreme ad bot, uh, we destroyed him, but he seems to have found a new body in LeBron James. Uh, so this is Ben Shapiro's mind inside LeBron James's body? Uh, inside a replica of LeBron James's body. Okay, so not even the real deal. That's pretty cheap, man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we thought uh, we, were gone, we were free from him, but he managed to just find another. I guess AdCorp just needed him because he was one of their leading ad bots. I mean, he can't just go missing. Well, I can't tell if I should rip him apart with my bare hands or join him. Uh, why? Well, I mean, I mean, uh, ripping me apart with my your bare hands, that doesn't, that doesn't sound nice. I think you should be nice and uh, join me, you know? I'm not, um, not saying that I'm Ben Shapiro, I'm just saying, like, in general, is. LeBron okay. James. He said facts don't care about your feelings. He's definitely Ben Shapiro. That seems like a good argument. I'm just saying I'm not sure which side I lie on, whether or not I might be an ad bot myself. Well, okay, but, uh, well, I know saying I am an ad bot means you're definitely not an ad bot, because if an ad bot says it, it will self-destruct. But... Uh. Well, it will be stopped before it self-destructs, but it won't get a chance to say it. So we'll all be fine if you are. But I guess y you could, like, get, like, a few... Join me? There, there could be, like, a few minor explosions that don't do any damage. If you say I might be an ad bot, and that didn't happen. So I think it's safe to say, Charlie, that you're not an ad bot. Well, I hope so, because I can say I might be an ad bot, and I do remember having parents and being a child... Uh, yeah. so I, I'm hoping I'm not an ad bot, and in which case I'm against this, uh, disembodied Ben Shapiro taking over a, a duplicate of LeBron James's body to pose as a Supreme Court justice. Yeah, what? okay, G good that you're against him, because we thought he was on our side too, but, uh, yeah. w w what, what do you have to what? say for yourself, Ben? My name is LeBron James. I don't. I don't what know what do you have to about. say for yourself? Ben well, I, I'd like to say, you know, he, you said, well, how, what do you have to say for yourself, Ben? And he responded, even though he responded with, "My name's LeBron," he re-answered the question, and you asked it to Ben. Um, You're screwed, yeah. Ben. And and I'm not Ben. I'm LeBron James. Oh, oh, okay. Well, uh, well, um, I need to go destroy Ben Shapiro again. We, uh, me, and uh, the Chief Justice. Uh, William Shakespeare's descendant, Eric Shakespeare. Not to be confused with uh, Eric Shakespeare, his other descendant, who's been on the show a couple times too. Uh, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we we destroyed Ben Shapiro by going to the Earth's core and finding the button that destroys the Ben Shapiro ad bot. I guess we have to go do that again. I man, and and what? and but from what I remember, there was a, another person there. There was a, a female. I, I don't remember, but. Wait. You know, I was filming. I was filming Space Jam while I was doing that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, do you, well. Either you could maybe betray Ad. I know I'm not sure an Ad bot can do this, but could you betray AdCorp? Because if you won't, we will. I will go to the center of the Earth to destroy you again. Right? You know that. Uh, but I, I'm. Um. Okay, okay. Let me let me just make sure I say this correctly, because you know, as being a basketball player, I'm not the smartest uh, tool in the shed. But I want you to know, I I don't support AdCorp. What are you talking about? Uh, what? 
Like, no. Oh, uh, okay. We need definitive proof. Uh, okay. Um, can you say the words, let's just say hypothetically? Okay, 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 okay. Say those words. What words? What are you talking about? Say let's. Uh, um, man. let's just say hypothetically. Phew, I'm not Ben Shapiro. Yeah. Thank goodness. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no Ben Shapiro here. I, I don't even know any Ben's. Like, but, but no, 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 no. You, you're not saying it, and I think saying that proves you are. However, well, you're, you're. The thing is also, if you, if you are Ben, if you aren't Ben Shapiro, and you say, let's just say hypothetically, nothing will happen. But if you are Ben Shapiro, and you say, let's just say hypothetically, you, you will turn into someone who resembles Ben Shapiro. So your refusal to say it is suspicious. No, no, it's, it's just that, you know, personally, I just don't like that phrase. You know, I think that phrase is a very um, derogatory towards, you know, me, LeBron James. Oh, my God. You clearly are Ben Shapiro. I think it's pretty obvious by now. No, it's it's not because I'm not. Uh, I'm you know, LeBron James, I simply uh, don't like that phrase. Aristotle, I'd like to volunteer to go to the center of the earth and press this button. Um uh, to kill Ben Shapiro, it'll be a good opportunity to see if my flesh melts away uh, outside of a metal exoskeleton, uh, 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 proving me to be an ad bot. D don't worry. But, but I mean, but, but why would you want to do that? I mean, that's a long journey. I mean, going to the center of the earth, you could possibly burn up. But, it's like well, two minutes. Uh, it's a two no minute offense, run. Your Honor. No offense, Your Honor, but I think you're a liar, and I'd like to help kill you. Well, uh, the thing right. is, you won't be melted because there's protection, and we've already—I think—we've already proven that you're not an adbot. So, yeah, William the Conqueror, right. do you want to go with us? If anything, I would love to. Okay. If uh, anything, William, he'd love William, to. Okay. William, you're supposed to be—you're supposed to be my—you're uh, supposed to be like a, a brother to me. How, how could you do this to me? You know, I'm LeBron James. What are you talking about? You, uh, I know you're Ben Shapiro. You, you. you if you want us to think you're LeBron James, say the words, let's just say hypothetically. Uh, let's just say not hypothetically, right? That I'm LeBron James. Just no, how it is. you can't yeah. add any words in the center of it. You can add words before it, you can add words after it, but not in it. Especially if you're going to add the word that makes the meaning the opposite. Yeah. That's messed up. Uh, well, uh, uh, we only have a few minutes left in this podcast, so uh, we could probably just go get really quickly into the drill machine that takes us to the center of the earth, and we'll be right there. No, but but no, you don't you don't have to do that. That's a long trip, you know. That's no, no. I, I, it's literally about. It literally only takes a few seconds. It teleports us rather than transports. Uh, us. But but you know, teleportation is such a, a woozy Stop process. You can throw up afterwards. Yeah, this is not the attitude of a champion, LeBron. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, uh, I mean, uh, you gotta be driving straight to the hole, to the center of the earth. I'm getting into the the, tele the teleporter right now, William McConnell. But you know, uh, you know, I uh, I I don't know what to say. Uh, you know what? I think I better. I might uh, skip this one. I'm gonna stay here and report my neighbors. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll just go down by myself. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Charlie, you could, you could easily, uh, you know, help oh, me. Okay. In a, I'm calling you know, in. I'm calling in from the yeah. center of the earth since it was only a few seconds. Uh, I'm right near the button. I'm about to press it. No, 
You know, uh, you if you start to like, melt, I'm going to rip you in half with my bare yeah, hands. Yeah, you, you, you don't have to. You don't have to do that. That's not no, necessary. No, no. Ben Shapiro's up with you guys. I'm down here call, calling in. Okay, Ben Shapiro, what? I'm going to give you what? three. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Two, you don't have to do that. No, wait, 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 wait. Three, I don't like two, two. One to say. Let's just say hypothetically. Three. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Two. Wait. Not it, again. Man. Not, not again, man. Please. Not again. Oh. Not again. This happened to you before? Yes. I'm going to rip you apart. No, please. Don't do this. I'm grabbing your one wrist. Oh. I just noticed I won't actually destroy LeBron. If this is actual LeBron James, I won't destroy him because this is only meant to destroy Ben Shapiro. So actually, he doesn't need to say it. And go. What happened? (laughs) Well, I wouldn't say I ripped him in half. But he is in two pieces. Okay. Uh, and I think the, the, the Ben Shapiro, I guess it's not a soul because the robots won't, like the mainframe of Ben Shapiro is going to be transporting to something else. But for now, we're safe. So, yeah, but where's the real LeBron? Uh, probably just doing some basketball. Oh, yeah, because he's so fast. But, but no, no, I don't think he has super speed in real life. That was all just part of Ben Shapiro's joke. I mean, I think Ben Shapiro probably in that body had the ability to do that, but still, like, uh, oh, man. He, he did say he was presiding over a case, uh, but uh, I actually am on a call with the, the real LeBron James. Uh, we, we wanted to get him as a justice. Let's see if maybe he's still willing, the real one is willing to. Hello, is this the real LeBron James? Hello, is this the real LeBron James? He's maybe afraid because he's never had someone to ask him that on a phone call before. Is this just regular LeBron James? <laughs> Is this LeBron James? The person who's uh, playing Ben Shapiro in disguise is LeBron James. Can you say something? Okay, his mic was cutting out. Uh, William the Conqueror, uh, uh, let, let's, William the Conqueror, do you have anything to say? Oh, God, I hope this is a nightmare. Yeah, uh, we only have, like, a couple minutes left in this, so... Okay, okay, um... Uh, hello, uh, Is this real LeBron yes. James? Um, who else would it be, uh... You would you like to me? be part of the new Supreme Court? We, uh, we just, sure, we I mean... Oh, oh, okay, you're accepting it. We just elected someone who turned out to be Ben Shapiro in disguise. So, can you... Can uh, you as the real one? Um... Uh, yes, uh, I mean... Uh, I'm here. I'm uh, sure. I mean, I'm about to be done with my movie, uh, Space Jam. Okay. You know, um, along with uh, you just need to put a computer chip <laughs> in your head that makes you, that gives you extreme super speed, so you can do all these tasks at once. Um. Okay. Um. Are you sure it's safe? Yes, it's safe. We'll try a computer it. chip in your head? Of course, it's safe. What's not safe about that? Well, or do you mean moving at uh, super speeds? Because yeah, that doesn't seem very uh, safe either. Well, I mean, both. I heard that if you move at a certain speed, your body will start to, uh, well, incinerate. Don't so worry. I don't really we want to go through that. We made it safe. Uh, but uh, okay. N- now that but LeBron James is the real one, is part of the Supreme Court, and we it, we're coming to the end of our time. So it's time to say bye. Uh, thanks, William the Conqueror. Thanks, uh, LeBron James, the real one. Thanks, Ben Shapiro, I guess. But th- thank you so much, Charlie. It was so nice to have you on. Looking forward to AP Bio Season 4. Sure, thanks. Uh, tune in and, uh, you know, uh, go Crazy Frog. Yep.
Oh, shoot. Okay. Bye, everyone. Oh, gotcha. Bye. Bye.